0: This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahaček, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahaček. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me once again. And this week, we are going to dive deeper into what in the world is in our food. I may make this into a series. I'm not 100% sure. There's plenty of topics to talk about in this regard, um, but we'll see where this goes. I know there. When I sent out a poll in my Facebook group, the Food Factor Nutrition Community on Facebook, I has I had asked everybody, "What are you wanting to hear more about?" And quality of the food and um, uh, being cleaner eating was one of the most voted on topics. So I do want to spend a few weeks at least, kind of. Talking more about the quality of our food, what's in our food, what certain ingredients even mean, and especially getting into the holiday season where a lot of people kind of just ignore it or kind of just push it to the side because of other priorities and other things going on. But I'm here to say you definitely do not need to do that. Even making simple, simple, simple swaps and just being aware of some of the things that are in our foods and in our drinks and what they're doing to our bodies. I don't want this to be something that you're gonna become super paranoid about and have to feel like you only can eat foods that you grow or something like that. I mean, if you grow your own food, wonderful. But the point of today's topic and the point of the upcoming couple of weeks will be more around just the awareness of what the labels are saying. And it's, it's in front of our faces and we don't always know what we're looking at. So I asked a question in a group that I am in today, and I said, What do you think is the my number one most hated thing that I see on a food label? And most people were like sugar, or they said like artificial sweeteners, or they, you know, they they had a couple of ideas of what possibly could be my most hated thing, and they were all wrong. And they were kind of surprised when I told them what it is. And I have to say, my most hated thing that I see on any food label is probably not what you think at all. What it is, is when something says natural flavors or natural flavorings, and you may be thinking, but natural flavors is a good thing. It says natural, and you're not alone in thinking that. There was a poll that was done that, close to 88% of people when they saw the word natural assumed that it meant that food was healthy or a healthier option at least. And that sadly, that is not the case. So I wanted to break down a little bit what in the world is natural flavors or flavorings? What does that mean? And why is it my most hated thing that I read on a food label? So I want to back up for a second and give you what the FDA's definition of natural flavors is so according to the FDA, I'm going to read their definition for you because it's a doozy. And some of these words, I can't even pronounce. So natural flavor or flavorings mean quote, the essential oil essence or extractive protein, hydrosylate distillate, or any product of roasting, heating, or enzymolysis, which contains the flavoring constitutes derived from a spice, fruit, or fruit juice, vegetable or vegetable juice, edible yeast, herb, bark, bud, root, leaf, or similar plant material, meat, seafood, poultry, eggs, dairy products, or fermentation products thereof, whose significant function in food is flavoring rather than nutritional." End quote. Now, if you're like, what does that mean? (laughs) You are not alone, my friend. Basically, you can determine that all of that means it came from either an animal or a plant product at one point, but it was so heavily processed and whittled down into something that is no longer natural merely for the purpose of flavoring a food. Now, why is that important? Well, first of all, there is a loophole in the FDA label laws. The loophole is as long as it came from a natural source and it's used, as long as it came from an animal or a plant source, they can use the name natural because natural, the phrase natural does not have any legal definition. So how the food manufacturers are using it as anything from a plant or animal source, at one point it had to have started from that. Now, the reason why the food manufacturers don't have to actually list what solvents and emulsifiers and extractions and all of that. They don't have to list what was used for that because it doesn't provide any nutritional value. It is only used for flavoring. So they merely can say natural flavors, but it doesn't tell you the sometimes hundreds of chemicals that are involved in extracting that particular flavor to make it taste like whatever item it's supposed to taste like. So now you may be thinking like, ah, eh, who cares? that's fine it's probably not a big part of that food. okay, but the problem is if you are sensitive and I've had a lot of clients who have been sensitive to derivatives of dairy and derivatives of egg and derivatives of meats and when they're not when food manufacturers are not required to put, those, that information on a list, the client can't figure out why they're, they still have extreme inflammation from eating foods that supposedly are healthy. And it's because of these natural flavorings, you can hopefully see that there can be a huge problem with that. Now, not only that, but when you're using chemical solvents, and you're using products that are manufactured to draw out flavor and my favorite word essence from something to then put it chemically back into a food to enhance the flavor, you're not just exposed to the end product, you're exposed to the chemicals that are all along the way, because different byproducts can be left on different elements. So you may not know that you're you know, sensitive to one of these industrial solvents that are used because you don't even know that it's in your food to begin with. So that that's a problem. That's a problem for a lot of people, especially because inflammatory conditions, autoimmune conditions, all of these chronic illnesses are on the rise. And yes, it could be lifestyle related. Yes, it could be nutritional related. But it could also be the many people that I talk to who seemingly eat a quote unquote healthy diet, but are still having inflammation flare ups and still having skin issues and still having gut issues and cannot figure it out. If that is you, take a look at some of the products that you're using, some of the foods that you're having regularly and drinks and beverages and all of that if it has natural flavors in it, or if it has something that you're like, wait a minute, what is that exactly? You have to do your research. You have to dive deeper into that and see, because you potentially may not be sensitive to say, I don't know, cereal, but you're sensitive to the natural flavorings that it's used. And and more specifically, you're sensitive to the chemical solvents that they use to extract the flavor. Another question I get a lot is, well, what about bubbly flavored waters. It just says it has natural flavors and and carbonated water in there. If it is flavored and it's not flavored by fruit puree or something that's obvious what it is, if it says natural flavors, which most of them, many I should say do, that is what we're talking about here. That is a chemically derived ingredient and you could be sensitive to it. It could be doing something to your body that you do not want it to do. It may not happen right away. It may not happen after drinking one can of whatever bubbly water. But if you have multiple cans every day, weekly, monthly, for years, that could turn into a problem. So a question then could be, well, are natural flavors, surely they're better than artificial flavors, right? Maybe, or maybe not. You know, unlike natural flavors, Artificial flavors are completely man-made from the get-go, from step one. Sometimes they have maybe some some plant-based ingredients in there, but they're completely man-made in a lab and are usually not from any type of edible source of any regard. So, And actually the FDA's definition of artificial flavor is anything that adds flavor to food that is not found in nature. But when you peel back the layers of what the processing is like for naturally flavored things versus artificially flavored things, they're actually not that different when you get the final byproduct or the final product of that. And And some resources have said that artificial flavors may end up actually having the same chemical composition as naturally flavored items. So think about that for a second. Everyone's so focused on artificial sweeteners and not having those in their diet and all this, nobody's paying attention to artificial flavors. Nobody's paying attention to natural versus artificial flavors. And that could be the thing that's flaring you up, keeping your immune system elevated, could be the thing that's causing some of the underlying health issues that you may be seeing. So you may be thinking like, well, why would a manufacturer use artificial flavors then anyways, if they're going to try and sell their product, why don't they just use the, the natural flavors and sell their product? Artificial flavors are way cheaper. They're way cheaper. They keep the cost of the product down. They, it's easier and cheaper to make, and it's cheaper for the consumer to buy. So when it comes to it, like a cost-value type thing, it's way cheaper to include artificial uh, flavors than it is natural flavors. However, a lot of manufacturers may use a combination of both. So that's something to keep an eye out for too. But you have to think too, as a consumer, are you more likely to buy something that says natural on the label versus artificial. I mean, nobody's advertising that something's artificially flavored. I mean, sometimes you see that on a label, but usually they're strategically placing the word natural on the front of the the package. And that's what, where your eye is drawn. You know, I heard a very interesting argument too, that artificial flavorings at least undergo testing before being approved by the FDA. So they are deemed safe when, when, their intended levels are used. They're, they're believed to be safe. And sometimes, you know, it takes years for research to come out and show that, hey, actually, this does cause cancer. Um, And then they'll pull the ingredient, they'll remove it from an approved list. So there's always that. You know, what's funny is that natural flavors are created by specially trained food chemists, whose title is actually a flavorist, which is kind of It's kind of a cool name. (laughs) I'm a flavorist. Um, And there actually is a society called Flavor and Extract Manufacturers Association. It's a group that evaluates the safety of flavor additives in the US. But they, of course, are being criticized and scrutinized by nutrition experts and the public interest, you know, safety groups, because they don't disclose the safety information of natural flavoring. So think about that. Why would they not? If, if, It is good. And if it is a good thing, and if it's naturally and it's okay to consume, why don't they disclose the process to which the product takes to get the flavor that's added? As a consumer, I would like to know that I would like to know if there's any emulsifiers or any chemical solvents or anything that's used to extract essence from my food. Because what if it's something I'm allergic to? So and actually there is a a disclaimer thrown out. Um, I had to do some digging for this, but it said, in most cases, natural flavors appear safe for human consumption when consumed occasionally in processed foods. However, given the number of chemicals that may be part of a natural flavor mixture, adverse reactions may be possible. So, this is a, a situation where I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just really trying to make you aware that if you feel that the way that you're eating and the foods that you're having and the lifestyle that you're leading is a healthy one and you're doing the things that you've been hearing, you know, me talk about and you've been hearing your doctors talk about and you you feel like you're making smart choices and healthy choices that choices that are right for you, but you're still feeling symptoms. You still feel extreme fatigue, you still feel swollen, you still feel like your joints hurt and and you're achy and your immune system's flared up and, and you still have symptoms related to like skin or gut health or migraines. This is maybe an avenue to go down. This might be something to pay attention to. Maybe you commit to a week or two or three to looking at every single label of every single food that you have. And if it has natural flavors or natural essence or any of these like ridiculous words that they use to describe it, to make it seem like it's healthy, maybe you select something else for a week or two to see how you feel because the natural flavorings is in a lot. It's in a lot. When you really start to look at it, it's in a lot. And it's in things that are already seemingly healthy. You know, I, th- I believe I saw one on the back of an applesauce container once when I was like, well, why would they put natural flavor? It's applesauce. But it's in a lot of things. Like a lot of people think that sugar and artificial sweeteners are in a lot of things, and it is. But when you really start to zero in on that phrase, natural flavor or natural flavorings or natural essence or anything like that, it is in a lot. And the question is, why is it in there? Why is it needed in the first place? If you're having foods that are natural and they're whole foods when possible, you don't need to add more strawberry flavor to strawberries. You don't need to add more peach flavor to peach. I'm not saying that you need to eat completely clean, Every single meal, every single day. But for those people who are still struggling with pain or still struggling with migraines or still struggling with skin issues or still struggling with joint issues or anything like that, it may be worth it for you to take a look at this avenue as well and get to the bottom of maybe some of the things that are impacting you that you feel were a healthy choice to begin with. It may not be as healthy for you as you intend. So I wanted to keep this episode a little bit quick. Obviously, there's more that we can dive into with this, and I will continue to talk about what's in your food in the next couple of episodes because I feel like it's really, really important that we just are made aware. You can always make the choice of, yes, this natural essence in this bubbly water is worth it for me right now, and that's always your choice, but... I just really want everyone to be aware of the ongoing decisions that they make on a regular basis for the things that they have all the time. If these are some of the ingredients that are in the foods that you have regularly or your kids have regularly that may be worth it to look at, to find alternatives. So if you need help with this, if you want some, a second set of eyes on some of the foods that you and your family are having, I'm happy to do that. You know, sign up for that free 20 minute consultation to see if it's uh, a good fit for us to work together to kind of get to the bottom of some of the things that are impacting you and your family. Um, But again, I will be doing more episodes like this, especially on the things that are uh, in our food that we all maybe are turning a blind eye to. So again, If you need help with this, if you'd like some support, I am here for you. Um, Otherwise, keep listening for future episodes. You can hit subscribe. You can hit automatically download in wherever you listen to podcasts. So that way you don't have to worry about which day it's coming out and you don't want to miss it. It'll automatically save into your library of podcasts so you can just listen to it when you have the time to do that. So let's talk about one little action item for this week. One little takeaway from this episode. The takeaway would be look at all the food labels on anything that has a food label that you are consuming or your kids are consuming and look for the phrase natural flavors or natural flavorings or natural essence. Any of that is what we're talking about here today. And if it's possible to make a different choice to find something that does not have that, see if that makes a difference in how you feel. Give it a, give it a a solid try. I mean, make, Make it be like a week or two or three for your body to uh, have a difference and you notice a difference in it. But if you do, then that is a good sign that your body may just not be wanting any of those ingredients. So again, thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. If you found it helpful and you'd like to share it, please do. I'm always so appreciative when I hear that people are sharing the podcast around to friends and family. That means so much to me. And if you find an ingredient that you feel needs me to do some digging into it, post it on my Facebook or post it on Instagram. Tag me in it. Um, I'm at Food Factor Nutrition. So find me on Instagram and Facebook and tag me in that. And I will be happy to do some detective work into ingredients that are confusing or that you would like more information on. So, all right, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye.